You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number two, with Saima Ali, MD. Hello, beautiful ladies. How are you doing today? How was the last week? Did you have a lot of time to think about your thoughts around money? What did your parents teach you about money? And what do you think about money right now? Now, you may be saying, why is this girl talking about my thoughts about money? Why are we not talking about which stock to buy and where to invest our money to grow it even more? Um, Well, my friends, your thoughts really do make you who you are today. So the net worth you have today is because of the thoughts you have about money. And if you want to grow your money and if you want to have more money, you may have to tweak your thoughts to get there. There's a beautiful model that I learned earlier this year and I've been trying to implement it in my life and it's been going great. It's really based on your thoughts. It teaches us that uh, our thoughts create certain feelings in our bodies and those feelings make us take certain actions which lead to certain results. So for example, let's say if you have the thought that there is not enough time to manage everything, that thought is going to give you a feeling of overwhelm. And with overwhelm, what the action you may end up taking is procrastinating and not starting um, your project and then nothing really gets done. That's the result you'll have. Now, if we change our thoughts to something like, I can get one thing done today, or there is time to do everything I want to do, the feeling that you may get from there is a feeling of motivation, a feeling of confidence, um, a feeling of excitement. And those feelings will make you take a different action. So you'll start the project and maybe you'll finish, you know, a quarter of it today or half of it today or, you know, even the whole thing. And the result you'll have is things are getting done in your life. So it's a beautiful model. It's uh, taught by uh, Brooke Castillo. I'm a huge fan. Uh, She's a life coach. I love listening to her podcast and I love um, reading books that she has. So and I've been implementing that in a lot of other areas of my life too, like relationship, business, work with kids. Um, So you can make a lot out of it. Anyways, going back to money. So I'll start by sharing what we learned in our household, you know, my husband and I, what we learned from our parents about money. And one of the most beautiful things that Furkan told me that his dad taught him was that you should spend money on three things in your life. And those things include a bed, shoes, and food. He told him that, you know, you spend half of your life sleeping. So you should have a comfortable mattress that you sleep in. So you get a good night's rest. And then another thing you should invest in is a good pair of shoes. Because when you're not sleeping and when you're not in your mattress, you are on your feet working, walking around, and you should have a comfortable pair of shoes. 
Now, we're not talking about a $1,000 Jimmy Choo shoes. No, no, no. This is more about comfort, comfort for your feet. And then another thing that you should spend money on is food, healthy food, you know, fruits and vegetables to nourish your body, to give it the nutrients that it needs, not, you know, those big desserts where we actually end up hurting our body getting diabetes and hypertension, not those things, but healthy food that uh, that helps you, that nourishes you, and that helps your brain and everything. So those are the three things that are important in life and that you should consider worth it to invest money in them and worth it to spend money on them. Those were for Khan's lessons. Uh, now for me, When I was growing up, I thought that my parents, they would take out $5 every day for each of us to put it aside in an envelope to save for each of my siblings. And what I learned from there was saving is important and money is important and that you should save it. Now, what they did with that money was, you know, they ended up buying gold for us um, and other good things that they invested in for us. But something that they could have done, obviously, they didn't have this knowledge was to invest money in the market. And if that had happened, uh, just $150 a month would have grown to over 100k today. And by the time we turn 65, or, you know, by the time it's our retirement time, we would have over a million dollars in retirement. So that's something that we want to get to because the market over the last 50 year has had uh, about a 10% return on investment. So obviously gold has not grown that much at all. Uh, but in the market, the money would have done a lot better. Another thing that was emphasized growing up was that you have to get a lot of education in order to make more money to get paid better. And you know, as I learned more about richer people. You learned that that's not necessarily true. Uh, For example, Bill Gates dropped out of college and then developed Microsoft, and he was a millionaire by the time he turned 26. Now, that is not to discourage you from going to college or from studying. Obviously, if you have the opportunity, you should cherish it and get educated. But for those of you who did not have the opportunity to graduate from college or to get further education, I do not want you to use that as an excuse. You can still get rich, you can still uh, create wealth for yourself, and there are plentiful ways of doing that, especially in the U.S. You can create uh, so many projects, you can create value in other people's lives by creating something, and you can still make a lot of money, you can still create a lot of wealth for yourself. So, Do not use that as an excuse. And money is emphasized in Islam and like in the Quran in so many uh, different ways. And uh, one of the best example is uh, zakat. You know, that's one of the five pillars of Islam. And you are obligated to give 2.5% of your wealth, of your earnings to the needy. And that's part of creating wealth. And you have to create money to share it with others. So it's it's not something that's discouraged. In the Quran, Allah SWT says that do give zakat, but do not waste anything. He does not love the wasters. So that's different. You know, when we think sometimes when people say money is evil and, you know, you should not try to get money, 
I don't think there's a basis for that in from a religious perspective. I think religion says religion speaks against greed. Religion speaks against wasting, but it does not speak against just accumulating wealth in the rightful halal ways and sharing that wealth with others. It does not discourage that. And I think that thought process is kind of similar to food and eating. You know, when we were growing up, sometimes we were told that you should clean up your plate. Don't leave any food behind. You are wasting food, that you should finish your food. But you know what's a bigger sin? It's gluttony. Eating too much, that's worse for you. That's one of the major sins. So even when you're full and when you're not hungry anymore, by putting more food into your body, you're wasting it. You're wasting on yourself and then you're creating more problem by getting diseases like like diabetes, hypertension again, and uh, you know you're not cherishing your body. Your body is a temple, and it should be treated the right way. And that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that He made halal for you the things that are good for you, and He made unlawful for you things that are bad for you. So there's there's a reason why certain things are halal for eating, and certain things are not because they're not good for you. Even sabiha, you know, the reason why is sabiha is because you drain all the blood out. And there are so many studies that show that eating or ingesting blood causes more problem for us. So what religion prohibits is things that are bad for us. If we have bad intention with our money, you know, greed and just selfish reasons, then uh, just hoarding money for ourselves, then that's not something that we should aspire to, but if we have good intentions for it, then there's nothing wrong with wanting to get more money. Also, money by itself does not buy you happiness. Money is not going to make you happier just for the sake of having money. There are a lot of studies that show that being rich does not necessarily mean that you are happy. You know, how many celebrities that we hear about who are multimillionaire and who commit suicide. There was a study by Forbes magazine that showed that 37% of the 400 richest Americans are unhappy. Another study about lottery winners showed that half of them are not happier than they were before. So money by itself is not the source of happiness. What you do with that money, what you invest that money to do for you, it is what gets you happier, what gets you the satisfaction and the comfort in life. So for next week's homework, I want you to think about the things that make you happy. What are the things that you would want to do in your life if you had money? So for me, for example, my favorite thing to do is to spend time with myself. Yes, I'm a huge fan of myself. So I love taking small hikes out into the woods just by myself and connecting with myself and the nature. I love meditations. So just meditating for five to 10 minutes to take your mind off of the world and the things that are happening around us. That's one of the best things that I can buy for myself and give to myself. So I love that. And then I always wanted to learn how to ride a bike and I finally accomplished that this summer. So I love going out biking and then I love getting a massage. Uh, I think that's the one thing I spoil myself with. 
And then, of course, spending time with my kids and with my husband and with the family, creating more memories. That's priceless. Um, so one of the best things I think we can buy with money is more time for ourselves um, because time is the biggest asset we have. Think about in a 24-hour period, we all just get 24 hours. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're a millionaire, if you're a billionaire, you'll only have those 24 hours as everyone else on this planet. So what you do with that time, how you spend each minute, how you spend each hour taking care of yourself and taking care of others is what matters the most at the end. I was reading this book, it's called uh, Automatic Wealth, and it speaks about how you can start living like the rich right now. Um, The title of that section is Living Rich Starting Right Now. And it says, let's start by identifying some of the basics of life. And the first thing that they talk about is sleep. He says, now the purpose of becoming rich is to make each of these experiences as rewarding as possible. The more money you have, the more choices you have. So take sleep, for example. What does a billionaire want out of sleep time? And it's most likely he'll want a blissful, uninterrupted sleep. And what can get you that? Aside from peace of mind, uh, what can get you good night sleep is getting a great mattress. So you can spend, you know, $1,000, $1,500 on a good mattress and be able to sleep comfortably position wise, you know, obviously, if you're not satisfied in your brain, if you're having negative thoughts, if you're under a lot of stress and a lot of tension that you may not be able to get that peace of mind or that comfortable sleep, even if you have a very expensive uh, mattress. And, you know, just out of curiosity, I googled how, uh, what's the most expensive mattress there is. And you won't believe it. It's the current mattress that's listed that's most expensive is $1.6 million. Insane. Uh, yeah, so it's apparently a floating bed. Uh, it says the floating bed from Universe Architect, created by a duck architect. Uh, it's a floating bed that gives you the illusion you are weightless, drifting off to sleep on a cloud. <laughs> so, you know, that that's not something that we definitely need. But just having a comfortable mattress uh, would be good enough for most of us. So those are the thoughts I'd like to leave you with today is, uh, you know, think about what are the things that make you happy? What are some of the ways you like spending your time? Would you want to have some time in a day to read a book, you know, go to library for a little bit and spend 30 minutes away just reading a book? And I know for moms with younger kids, uh, we we just want to have five minutes to drink our coffee and that you you realize how important that is or just taking a shower when it's quiet and nobody's going to bother you. I mean, those things are just priceless. So think about those things. We will talk about money and how we can earn more and how we can grow it. But first, let's think about our lives right now and what we have to make our lives more enjoyable. 
and uh, what we can do to make them even better right now. And I think next week we will start uh, talking about budget. And of course, it won't be what you've learned so far about budgeting to restrict yourself. We will uh, talk about budget from a place of abundance, how that's something that uh, you'll want to do. Okay. Alrighty. Till next time, girls. Can't wait to talk to you again. Bye.